What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology's Daily Devotional. And this is with Trust in Jesus Ministries as we're going through Genesis chapter 25, 19 through 26. We are on the Isaac part now. We're about to start Isaac's saga. As Actually, it's more like Isaac Jacob because uh, Isaac is, is pretty small in the story. And Jacob's uh, and Esau's kind of like uh, relationship carries really quick, starts really fast. But uh, yeah, we're going to do this and we're going to see what all of this is about and how we can relate it to our lives, how we can understand God's scriptures, how we can uh, live out these truths in our lives, how we can know about more about who God is, more about who we are, because that's the importance of this, man, to help us build a daily understanding and growth to trust in Jesus more. So I'm hoping that this is helping you as we study through the scriptures to trust in Jesus more and to live out his purposes in your life. So let's let's jump into it. If you haven't read it yet, go ahead and read Genesis chapter 25, 19 through 26. Stop the tape, check it out, see what it has to say. Come back, we'll answer the four questions. If you have, then uh, yeah, no further ado, right? Let's jump on into it. So what what's the scripture saying here? Uh, well, it says these are the generations of Isaac. So like I said in the last episode, we were uh, going on those todotes again. And so now we've entered into a new section of Genesis and we are about to start a new, uh, I guess, adventure. And so with this one, usually like uh, I've, uh, if you if you um, have listened to earlier episodes in Genesis, we talk about todotes. It really kind of talks about the, the the people after them. Um, their generation rather than actually them themselves. And so that's one of the reasons why I said it's a little bit of Isaac, but it's more of uh, Jacob um, and his sons and, and, and that, that, that life. But uh, yeah, Isaac, it says, these are told of, this is the generations of Isaac. And then um, it goes on to say that Isaac uh, was uh, 40 years old when he married Rebecca. And then, it says that uh, Rebecca or that Isaac entreated or um, prayed to God because Rebecca was barren, and then God heard his prayer. That, that's that's that in itself is is unique because what is the promise is that that Abraham would would have great nations come out of him, and that Isaac would be the the guy that had the nation. You know what I'm saying? He may have a bunch of great nations come out of him. Abraham would, but Isaac is the nation. He is the one that carries the promise that all the nations will be blessed through him. But he can't have a kid. You know what I'm saying? He's he's in the same cycle as Abraham. But uh, God is faithful to his promise. As Isaac entreats the Lord, he prays and asks uh, for, for mercy. And then God fulfills his promise because that's what God does. And... Uh, Rebecca gets pregnant, but then in her pregnancy, man, she's, there's like a war going on between her and her stomach. She said, she's like, man, if I'm like, what's the purpose of being pregnant if this is happening? And what she's saying is like, she thinks she's going to die. You know, just think about how now pregnancies can be so difficult and that um, um, parents can could could pass away and the child as well during a pregnancy. Well, this is not modern medicine. And so when something like this is happening, some d distress, she's worried. And she's like, what's the point if the babies are going to die or I'm going to die or the baby? She didn't know that there's twins, but she's like, the baby's going to die or I'm going to die. What's the purpose? But uh, 
um, God comes and, and so 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 she entreats God. She she goes and she um, um, inquires or seeks God in this matter to, to try and figure this out, man. And so she goes in prayer too. So what do we got? The patriarchs already both display a pretty good relationship with God as they both seek God in their troubles. So, and uh, really Isaac seeks God on the behalf of his wife because his wife is in trouble and he loves his wife, but uh, she seeks on her own behalf, God. So we've got Isaac who entreats God. And then now we have Rebecca who seeks God. And so Rebecca, uh, Ask and, and God gives an answer. He says, "There's nations in your stomach, two of them, and they're warring." He says that um, that one one's, one's going to ser- the the younger will serve the o- or the older will serve the younger. One will be stronger than the other. And so the answer is that. And it says that she gives birth and she has two children, and the first one comes out and he's red and hairy, ruddy and hairy. Uh, he actually the same word is used for David when it talks about what he looks like. Got two redheads. We got uh, uh, David being a redhead, and then we've got uh, Esau. And they said because he was ruddy and hairy, they, they named him Esau. And it says the second one came out, and the second one came out uh, holding on or seizing on or grasping on the heel of uh, the, the the older brother, Esau. And so because of that, they said they named him Jacob. And so there we got it. We got the, the two kids. We got Jacob and uh, Esau. Um, and it says that whenever whenever these children were born, it was uh, 60 years for, for Isaac. So again, man, the, the, this patience that Isaac is showing and faithfulness to God is they'd been married for um, well, 20 years before they had a child. And so that's that's tough, man. Um, they did it really quickly, the span, but you got to understand that's a difficult situation to be, to, to not have an heir or a child and, um, think that, that God is slacking, uh, in his promise or slow to his promise because he's supposed to be a great nation, but he had to wait 20 years to have this child. Just, just think on that, man. Anyway, what does this say? About God, what does this say? This passage say about God? Well, it shows his his graciousness and his faithfulness. Uh, first, that he would, uh, you know, faithfulness in the fact that he does what he says he's going to do. He says he's going to produce an heir, that they're going to be a nation, so he has to do it, and he does it. He, he allows them to have the, the child or children, two childs, two childrens, two childrens, and so we have Esau and we have. Um, we have Esau and we have Jacob, but he's also gracious, man, because he doesn't have to do these things. He made the promise to Abraham, but he, he won't break his promise. That's what's so good about God. But he's gracious, man, to uh, allow us to to have this and to have these children and to, to have this time, man, and for, for Rebecca to have these kids. What does this say about man is that we should intercede for others, uh, that Isaac intercedes for his wife. He loves his wife. He cares for his wife. And so he goes to God on behalf of his wife. We should be be going to God on behalf of our family, our friends, the people that we care about. When they're in distress and in trouble, we should be seeking God for their benefit. That's, that's what we should be doing. Um, it also says that we should be going to God in our own struggles. So not only do we go to God with the struggles of others, 
But like Rebecca, when we're struggling with ourselves and whatever's going on, um, we should be going to God and seeking God, uh, allowing him to tell us what's going on and, and how we can deal with the situation. Because this was no um, easy situation for Rebecca. I mean, first off, uh, one of the, the goals, the primary purposes and the roles of the wife was to produce an heir. And she was finally able to first, she, like I said, she was barren. And so she felt like her role, she wasn't fulfilling it. And then second, when she finally was able to conceive and to think that maybe she could fulfill the role, it was a struggle and that she thought death was imminent. And so the purpose of her was was thwarted. And then she felt like she might even lose her own life in this situation. And so this was probably very challenging and depressing for her. But she went to God in this. And that's what we should do. So how do we apply these truths to our lives? Well, first, I think, is we trust in the promises of God. Because even in these situations where things seem so stressful and disheartening, if God has given us a promise, he will fulfill it. And so when Isaac was praying on behalf of Rebecca for this child, that she would be, that the, the, the barrenness would be swept away, he knew he was praying in accordance to the will of God because that was the promise that he had placed on his life. And so that's one thing that we should be doing is praying in accordance to the promises that God has made in our life or praying in accordance to the will that God desires for us in our life. Because if we know that this is what God desires, it will be accomplished. It will be accomplished. But you see, it was accomplished by human means. And what I mean is that Isaac had to petition God. He had to pray to God for this to occur. This was a promise that was going to happen, but it happened through Isaac making this petition and praying. And so just because God has called you to do something or just because God has promised to you something or just because God has told you this is going to happen, you need to still make the effort, take the steps to accomplish the goal that God has called for you and for me in my own life. I appreciate you guys for listening, man. And uh, I hope that Genesis has been opening its eyes or your eyes have been open to the power of God and his faithfulness as we've been reading through Genesis. Because, man, it's clearly laid out the faithfulness of God through this and his promises that he will always keep. His word is as stronger than rock. It cannot be broken. And that's a powerful thing, man. Appreciate you guys for listening again. And I will see you in the next episode.